When you know something is just not quite right in your relationship, what do you do? Why do you keep going back for more? And how do you know you are making the right decision? All this and more in episode 14, Music, Spirit and Accountability with Michael Cooper and Jay Hode. So today we're talking about why in relationships we often keep going back for more. We've seen this, uh, I'm sure anyone listening can probably relate to this at some point. I know I definitely can. Um, Being in relationships where you know, there's something is not quite right. Um, If I just break it down to like that kind of beautiful intimacy chart of let's say the mind connection, the heart connection, the animal connection, and then, you know, the beautiful gut sensation of telling us we're doing something right or not doing something right. Why is it at times we seem to override our own boundaries and keep going back for more? What is that? Is it is it the mystery? Is it the um, I just want a little bit more? I want to, is it like a drug? Is it I don't want more of a taste? Is it is it something? Is it our own own insecurity? So for me, I feel like it's been all of those boxes. But just seeing what's in the current for the listeners right now, what's in the current for for you, Mike? What's in the current for me? Um, so what do you think about that, mate? Why is it that we often keep going back for more in relationships when we really know in our heart that it's probably not serving us? I think this is Pandora's box, Jay. This is, this is a big one, right? I mean, this is going to end up being a 50-hour podcast, so we'll have to watch the time. But, you know, I always throw myself under the bus and I have a, you know, a pattern based on my childhood trauma um, which revolves around punishment. Okay. And, you know, you spoke about the animal, the mind, the gut and the heart. And my gut goes, you, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do this. Like, you yeah. know, this is not going to end well. And the animal goes, let's go anyway. Let's go anyway. Let's go anyway. And that's a let's common trait for, for men, right? That's, that's something, just sorry to interrupt them, Mike, but I just really want to interject this. That's a common trait for men. And I feel like possibly that for women, a common trait is a similar story, but maybe relating more to the heart, relating or the mind, let's say. I don't know. what. Oh. So for the, for me, the next part to that is, you know, that was my pattern of punishment. You know, I grew up in the world of punishment. I, I learned to harness punishment. I saw all the benefits to punishment. So I continue to punish myself. Mm-hmm. But what that tells me is my central nervous system will always gravitate to what is common and familiar, what it knows to be true. And so if I grew up in an environment where I was punished, well, any opportunity that presents something that is common and familiar, which is punishment for me, I'm going to go, yeah, let's go there. Now, my logical brain is going to say, what the f- are you doing? Hmm. Why would you want to do that? Like no one in their right mind would run into the fire of a burning building again. And, and does again. it say that, Mike? Does it say that to you? Does your logical mind say that to you? Yeah. And you override that? How? Because my nervous system says, yes, but this is safe. Okay. Now, my logical brain will say that is not safe. What are you kidding? You desire someone who is emotional, can regulate their emotions, who can communicate at a high level, someone who is aware and conscious and not projecting, someone who, you know, is willing to take ownership of everything that goes on in their life. Everyone, you know, they realize that it's an inner game for them um, as opposed to the external symptoms. Yet my nervous system says, yes, but I grew up in this world of chaos, fighting, um, hitting, smacking, punishment. 
So let's just replicate that because that's actually what my nervous system feels comfortable in. Mm. And then there's the, the chemical aspect of it. And so this is, there's two parts of the brain. There's the nervous system, which is the neural system taking me back to what is common and familiar and what I know to be true. And then there's the dopamine hit of like, well, this is naughty. And that's my existential kink. I was mm. like, well, I know I shouldn't do it. Like just when I was a kid, I know I shouldn't do this and I'm going to get in trouble for it and I'm going to get punishment. So my nervous system is going, why wouldn't I do this? I'm getting mm. all the things that I grew up with and what is now really become a kink for me. Like I get off on getting in trouble. It's a little bit naughty. Mm. Yeah, let's go. Let's go do that. Yeah. You know, and my logical brain is screaming going, what are you doing? You just got out of this fire and now you can run back in and you've got petrol with you. Yeah. Yeah. So many, many, many dynamics to it. So the dopamine and the ser the oxytocin, dopamine, like if you break that word down, dope makes me do really silly things. So I do stupid decisions when my brain's flooded with dopamine. Oxytocin is that just, you know, it's like the cocaine or the, the heroin of the drugs where I feel euphoric and great, let's go do it. So I got all these drugs running through my brain. Logic is going to take a back step. Mm. And at what point does it change? You know, like uh, there's that, there's the the influx of these, you know, chemicals that are flowing through the body or, and then, you know, everything happens or the action is there. Like, you know, when, when is the, the come down? I guess you could probably pretty well pinpoint you know when the come down would be um and then you know the repercussions of that like i guess you know how does that feel i kind of feel like we probably know roughly what it would feel like and then you know what are you going to do about it like what and, and not necessarily relating just to, to you mate but just in the general scheme like again it's kind of that how do we break these patterns or however we want to say it but what's it going to take what's it going to take i think the first step to everything is awareness Oh, I'm doing that thing again. Oh. And like everything, like I've shared this with you in the past, it's my life is a constant state of failure, mm. awareness. Okay, re-engage, get back on the horse. You know where you want to go. You know all of these strategies and the tools and you just were human in that moment. Yeah. And there's the beautiful aspect of all of this. All I, you know, in those moments that I've done this and I, I need to wear this. I have been a professional athlete in this department. You know, I am world-class when it comes to these kind of things because yeah. ultimately we've, what we forgot to mention was the heart as well. And there's a part of the heart that says, but I really love you as well. And what I'm seeing is you, the best version of you through my eyes. And if you could be that version, this would be freaking amazing. And I'm not seeing you for what you truly are. I'm seeing mm. you for what you could be. And now I'm going back in based on potential. Mm. And that's a beautiful quality, right? That I believe the best in everyone, but we need to stop believing that and take everyone on face value for what they're telling us they are. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think, you know, what you just said, shedding the light on it again is often, you know, one of the most profound healings and profound ways to set new, um, you know, new ways of being in motion. I really think it's interesting though, um, you know, what I sort of mentioned before as well about often for women, at least what I've found a lot, especially with working with my my partners and my clients, the women clients, this thing, it seems to be, why do we keep going back for more? And often for the women that I've 
worked with, it's it's a lot about around the heart. Mm. So that heart of, but you know, I think he might just be the one. Like I just feel like if we just go a little bit more, like I think he he could be the one. If 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 we just keep, let's just keep pushing. Let's just go back into the fire. You know, like mm. you said, maybe this time I'll walk back into the fire and I'll get a jerry can of fuel on the way. Maybe some uh, some chocolates and some a bottle of red wine or whatever it might be. Um, just in case, you want to go, you know, could go just 50, in case. 50. You never know. Um, and you know, these patterns of like, I, I guess for the women out there, like, how do you call it? How do you how do you really tap into that of knowing in your heart that. He is, you know, the one. I'm not a huge fan of the term the one because I think, you know, these relationships are always working, work, you know, and, and ebbing and flowing, uh, ideally with ease and grace. And there's um, flip sides to all those sides of the positive and negatives with polarity. But mm-hmm. the heart, like that deep craving for the heart, I, I remember being in my, you know, late teens and 20s and the amount of my, my brothers back then when I was definitely not, I wouldn't call myself so much in the conscious man category. I was in the more of the unconscious boy category and boy, did I own that category, um, which was a big part of my journey to come out the other side in my early 30s and, and really step into this new way of being. So very grateful for that time too. But I remember... My brother's being like, man, this chick's crazy, but man, I'm just going to go and hang out with her just one more time. And then these things would happen. They'd have the most amazing, you know, lovemaking sessions and, and all these things. And it was wild and crazy and filled their cups in all these ways. And then the repercussions of the next days or weeks after these experiences would be like, man, I am never going there again. And then a couple of weeks later, it's like you go to call Johnny and Johnny's on his way to see stacy again and and it's the same pattern and that would play out for sometimes years and then these kids these guys well kids uh would would you know maybe try and start a family like um you know seeing these guys kind of coming back for more and being like this is definitely not it and then something happens they're like no i think she's the one and i think you know i think we're going to try and get pregnant now and and it would usually go in the same direction sometimes things change for sure but it's interesting that the men kept on going back the big, the big call there was, you know, was the animal. Whereas the women, even in that younger age, there was a lot of that heart, more heart that was involved. Yeah, I've, I've got a few of those t-shirts, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a few in the cupboard, and there are the skeletons next to them. Um, yeah. And I've got a, as you know, I've got a very strong feminine energy. So deeply masculine, but my feminine is she. She's around and she plays and she's got to say. And that resonates with me as well. Um, that one more time, one more thing, one more chance, maybe if I'm forever doing that, you know? And um, so I think it's men and women, but it's definitely a, a feminine tr- essence or a feminine trait. Um, but there's also one thing that I, when you were speaking is the trauma bond aspect. Yeah. You know, that's so this is why it's such Pandora's box, right? Cause it's so many rabbit holes that we can, dive into this, am I replicating my relationship with my father? Am I replicating the relationship I have with my mother? For me, it's replicating the relationship with my father. I know that. And so in that instance, what I'm doing is my father was avoidant, didn't share the emotions. I always had to chase and prove my love. One more thing and I might get the love and affection. So I tended to tr- attract partners were of, that of that way and that also guess what that is that's really common and familiar for me in my formative years so as 
terrible as it sounds to my logic head, that's just, um, it sounds beautiful to my inner child or my ego who's trying to keep me in that space. Um, so those trauma bonds are very real and it's breaking those, you know, is having that conscious awareness again, okay, maybe this is not healing anymore. This is not growth anymore. This is detrimental. Yeah. And I've got this bond which just keeps re-injuring and re-injuring and re-injuring. So how do we come out of that? Like let's systemically, let's say anyone in the audience could be any one of the things that we've said from trauma bonding to father wound to mother wound to, you know, animal gut, head, mind, the whole thing. They could be one or all of those things. How do we pivot out of this? Hmm. What would you say? So I think that one more time is, is like, let's say that's the theme, like one more time. We're just going to just give it whatever the category of what you just said is. Let's just go back one more time. Hmm. So when does it change now? I feel like we can tell ourselves these things over and over and over but it's not until we live them and it's not until we live them enough times that the one time happens. So it's kind of like, you know, let's say if I've got um, a dear friend who's repeating the same patterns over and over, I am going to go, you know, I'll I'll share knowledge and and shed light on different aspects, but I would never tell them what they should or shouldn't do. And even in shedding light or sharing knowledge, I know in my heart that, well, I feel the truth is that they've got to work it out themselves and they will eventually work it out themselves. They'll keep attracting those things into their lives time and time and time again until they've relived them, that they've relived the one more time enough times. Because you can tell yourself that same stuff over and over and over and it doesn't seem to really do that much. Sometimes you have those moments and it sets things in action, but really it's living it, right? It's, It's doing it. Yeah, and I think too, it like, as you said, you can point it out. I, mean, I know you and I have had conversations. Where you're like, bro, I just want to punch you in the face right now. Yeah, you know that's <laughs> and, you know, loving, loving yeah. <laughs> with love. And, and I love that about you because that's why we chat. You know, I want that hard line, and and I know that you want to do that, and I mm. deserve that sometimes. Um, and fully accepting of that, and it makes me giggle. And I'm like, yeah, he's right. Hmm. but it doesn't matter how many times you punch me in the face. I still need to be kicked in the nuts one more time (laughs) to to actually go, when am I going to be sick of this? Yeah. And I think some healthy ways out of it. um, And in the past I've experienced this, some healthy ways out of it is to experience something else that is healthy. Yeah. So if we're in this toxic relationship or toxic trauma bond that just keeps cycling and looping over the same story and the same incident over and over again. I think the way out of that is because you won't trust it to start with. So in the past, I've met someone who is healthy and they communicate effectively and beautifully and they're understanding and they allow you to have your version of reality and maybe offering you different perspectives as well. At that moment, you think, okay, I don't trust this. This is too good to be true. Mm. However, what if, and you then regulate your nervous system in that new environment, which is healthy. And in, like you mentioned this earlier, just in earlier in the, in the chat, when the relationship is effortless flow, just dances like this. And even the difficult conversations still dance the same way a normal conversation would. That's like, hang on a sec. It's offering you a new perspective. It's offering you this like, ah, there are other ways to do this. I was just 
running this pattern and this story because that's what I was taught in my childhood. Can I sit in this space a little bit longer, even though it's uncomfortable and regulate this and hold this level? And I think at that point, you would have to take this new relationship or this new experience slowly. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't rush in and dive in and have sex. You'd just go straight to, hey, can we take sex off the table for a little bit? And let me regulate my nervous system around the way you communicate and the way that you speak really nicely to me and the way that you actually really genuinely care for me and you accept all of my parts. That's yeah. rare. That feels really uncomfortable because um, I'm not used to it. And just sitting in that space, I think, you know, one, you you have to break the cycle of the old way. You have to step away from that and go, okay, to allow yourself to experience something new. Yeah. And I've done this in the past and I've fallen back. I fell back into the old way, even though this new thing was available and it was so beautiful, I could rave about it and it was mind blowing. I'm like, but I'm just going to go try out the old way and make sure, hmm. you know, maybe one more time again. And I was, I was out of the fire. The fire was put out and I went and lit it. You know, I've been there. I've done that. I think um, um, just something you just said then too, you know, you said something like, and you know everything's so amazing and you just kind of got to tell yourself to take it slow and you know not have sex or something like that and just feeling the way you said that i was like you know for someone else that story could be and just take it slow enjoy that magic and just not open your heart okay so just to kind of throw a curveball in there for a second so coming from that space maybe your thing is not having sex maybe for another person it's choosing to not open part of themselves or not open their heart, you know, um, emotionally. So, you know, is there also like a shadow to that of, of what you just said about then of not having sex? Like it can be quite black and white that no, I'm specifically not going to go through the motions of having sex, but for some people, you know, having sex and, and I know for you too, brother, you're an incredibly deep man. It's not just about the sex, but um, I know what you mean. And whether it was sex or opening the heart, like, I feel like there's an invitation there to always check ourselves in our heart where we're actually coming from there because for some people it's like, wow, this is so amazing and I just want to really open my heart and really give this all I have. And I, I kind of feel like the intent, the invitation is to do the work to get ourselves in a place where we're able to offer ourselves and um, share ourselves with our most authentic way. And I think... The, you know, the borderlines of whether it's sex or the amount of time you spent together or how much you open your heart, whatever your story is, is, I feel like it's a bit deeper than that too. Like it's a bit more like, like are you in the place to even be in that relationship in the first place and give your most authentic, fuller self and is the person that's showing up in your life right now, you know, exactly what you need for you to possibly withdraw and do the work and, and move, move in a different direction. Yeah, I think this it's a point that we missed earlier on as well. The one one of probably many that we might have missed. But you know, in going back one more time, is there something that we see in this other person that we don't believe that we have within ourselves? Mm. Maybe they have charisma. Maybe they have fun maybe they have youthfulness maybe they have whatever the trait right you can insert whatever you feel you're lacking and you see it in this other person which means at this point you're one separated from self you believe that you're not a whole individual and complete 
And this person has it. And if I can just latch onto them, it means I can suck it out of them and get everything that I need, which means it's codependent relationship. Mm. The level of codependency to that. So what I believe you were saying just then is what about, you know, instead of taking sex off the table or instead of not opening your heart or doing any of these things, what if we did the inner work to say, where am I believing that I'm not whole? Where do I believe that I'm not complete? And we do that inner work so that when we present ourselves to someone in the future or the new relationship, I'm not needing anything from you because I've got everything within me. Yeah. You know, I'm already whole and complete. Now I will question, well, this new person, are you going to compliment my life? Because I don't need anything from you. That's right. And at that point, that is the opening of the door to a conscious, independent, open, secure relationship. When I say open relationship, not like open relating, but open in communication and open in style and open in heart and all the places. Yeah. Because yeah. you've done that in the work. Absolutely. And that's the ideal situation, right? That's what we're, that's really, I, I think, you know, that's where I want to be. That's where I, that's where I feel like I am. And um, it took a lot of work to get there. And I didn't even know when I was doing the work that that was the, you know, the way you just sum that up so beautifully. I didn't really understand that that could be a thing or could actually be the end result. Like I wasn't, I was just, going through the motions, you know, and, and learning, going here and learning that thing and going there and learning that thing and experiencing that relationship. So, um, yeah, but definitely I think that thing of coming into it with an open heart for me was special. And I feel like the more I authentically leaned into that, the more I wanted to lean into that and the more, relationships I was in and the more things I experienced I kept coming back to I will never compromise doing what I need to do to keep my heart open mm. no one can take that away from me no hurt or trauma and I still feel that I still that I feel that so confidently right now stronger than ever that no matter what happens if um god forbidden you know I literally share this with my partner if she chose to share energy with another man then I would do my best to step into supporting her if that was what she wanted you know and yes. it's a bit of a trigger for her like why would you say that like well I'm, I'm I'm not coming from that place to say that's necessarily what I want to do or anything like that I'm just saying it's I'm trying to literally up level the commitment here I'm trying to up level yeah. the connection and um and 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 also that's from experiencing in life that sometimes those things happen and, and other people choose when you'd least expect it to, hey, this has been great, but I'm actually going to go somewhere else now. And you can have all sorts of stories about, you know, self-insecurity or why they did that, why you're not good enough or why would they want that. Whatever your story is, doesn't really matter. Like, you know, live it, feel it, do all the things, sure. But, mm. you know could you come back to love and supporting them? And um, that has been a journey in itself. And I've, I've been blessed to practice that now um, enough times to, um, to, to support that. And that could be also a shadow and a reflection for me. Like why have I attracted that in my life in the past for sure. And I've, I'm you know, always working with that too. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Like uh, two parts of that you, there, that question, is that my shadow or is that my light working? Wh which one am I playing in? Yeah. Isn't 
you know, when we start to delve deeper into our own polarity, we realize that we're always in this question of where am I operating from? Um, but I'd love, you know, to circle back around on what you just shared. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, that's a conversation I've had this week where I was expressing that to a former partner of mine that, you know, if you choose, even in a committed relationship, that's not open and it's just a exclusive monogamous relationship. If you chose to step out, I would choose to step into love and go, well, I loved you two minutes earlier before finding this out. How can I navigate back to love and support you? Because who am I to rob you of this experience? Yeah. This person you've experienced may be the catalyst for your most cataclysmic growth. This person may be the one that actually sets your life on fire and deeply aligns with you. Who am I to rob you of that experience? Mm. I'm here to support you. I'm, and I believe my role as the masculine is to provide you with all the safety in the world to give you the freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah. I will hold myself to high regard. That is my mantra. That's my model. That's my code of ethics. I'm not, I'm providing you with all the freedom to just be yourself. And in that moment, I will trust you. I will trust your discernment. And if you make a mistake, I will acknowledge and accept the human in you. Yeah. And I love that. But the I love that. It's yeah. a huge brother. And just to come back to this, like when Mike and I are speaking about these things, I'm sure there's a few listeners that are probably triggered on some of the things that we've just spoken about. And in no way am I personally saying that I'm not triggered as you know, I can't say the word, but in no way am I saying I'm not really triggered or wouldn't be really triggered in this if these specific circumstances that we just spoke about arrived because that's not what I want in my relationship. I love my monogamous relationship and um, that's what I love. So I'm not saying I wouldn't be angry, I wouldn't be upset, I wouldn't be jealous, I wouldn't be all those things, but I feel that I have the ability to withdraw and move those energies, go through the processes that I need to do to move that anger, to move that jealousy, to move that um, distrust, to move my own wounding and my own stories to then when I'm ready to come back to that relationship with love to have the conversations that need to be had. Again, I'm going to say this to the best of my ability because in no way, and I perfect it all, I got always doing the work, but I feel confident in saying what I just said, that I have the abilities and I have ingrained the tools and practice those tools enough times over and over and over to be able to engage them, at least to give it a crack pretty um, efficiently. Yeah. And I love that. It's, what I find really interesting and such a beautiful thing that we've both articulated, what I find funny is that not only members of our audience, but the, the particular people that we shared this with, um, the first thought, and I can't speak for your partner, but I can speak to my ex, what she said was, well, that would just give you a free pass. And I said, I'm not looking for the hall pass. Yeah. I don't need the hall pass. What I'm giving you is freedom. Let me stick to my own bounds and guidelines and ethics but I want you to be free mm. and safe to do whatever you want to be the full freedom. And it's often met with rejection or fear or judgment mm. and misunderstood, deeply misunderstood. And I'm sure there's members of our audience that may have interpreted it their own way based on their own life experiences and their traumas and how they see the world. However, it's not, I, and I can speak for you. I know that neither of us is sitting here saying, Oh, that's a free pass for us to go out and have a, free sex as well. Yeah. No, 
quite the opposite. Yeah, quite the complete polar opposite. And you oh, feel that energy in people with their judgment of that sometimes. And that's why I often go out of my my way to say, hey, no, you know, I do choose monogamous relationships and I do love that. But to be honest, I don't really feel like I'm saying that for, for a shadow because I don't want to be judged and because I've had so many people just automatically go, oh, well, you're, you, you're, the, you're like that. You're one of those guys, right? It's like, no, you, I'm just not at all what I'm talking well, about it. here. And that's okay. Like, you know, whatever, categorize me as one of those guys. That's okay. But that's that shadow for me. So it's just trying to be clear on that. And like, you know, if you want to judge me on that, then that's okay. It's not even my truth. It's not even what I'm into. As I just said, I like monogamous relationships. I'm very committed in that path. I don't see myself swaying in any other in any other way. I feel quite confident about that. But I know also from experience that people change. I don't think mm. I will. I don't think I ever will. But I don't know the truth and I'm not going to pretend like I do. So, and again, that's not a hall pass. That's not to be like, oh, but one day you're going to maybe change your mind or that I'm going to, I don't know. It's like, yeah. And we'll chat know. about it when we do. If yeah. that happens, just chat about that. It's never happened yet. I can't see it happening, but you know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So it's, it's a funny space and, and it's quite activating for a lot of people. Definitely. And very. Yeah. I see it as an up leveling though, man. I see it as this is next level love. This is next level relationship. Yeah. Can you love someone that much that no matter what they choose, you're going to do your best to get through your own shit move your energy in all the ways you need to be to then come back to support and love that person to the best of your ability. Because if you could, there wouldn't be so much of the shit that we see so commonly in separations and relationships because this way of loving is well beyond that. And I don't believe this is fairy tale stuff. I believe this is doable. In fact, I know it is because I've just done it with my last few partners over the last six or seven years. And they're like literally my best friends in the world and it's not with any leaky energy or anything but they know that i'm always there whether i talk to them once a week or once every two years it doesn't matter that connection is there and i will never leave that if they need me i'll always be there you know mm. um yeah i love the, the the standards that we both hold ourselves to and i know that we've both had the experience and practices it's not rhetoric that we might have read about we've lived it and i've had the experiences you've had the experiences of this is what we did mm. Um, I think like there was my ex-partner who wanted to go to a swingers party. And that was a, at the time for me, that was a, an absolute no-no in my own world, in a partner's world. It was like, Hey, I'm in a monogamous relationship. You don't look outside. Yeah. I was deeply hurt deeply. I felt the sword mm -hmm. of this penetrate my heart. I actually arched up like that in the moment of hearing it tears welled up in my eyes. And I realized this was my own pain. It was my own hurt and i asked for some time and i drove literally 500 meters down the road and i said who do i want to be in this moment who what kind of man do i want to be and i sent a message through and i said look i'm working at the time um how can i pay for your ticket how can i pay for your uber there how can i buy a dress for you so they for the event so you feel special and you feel amazing i can't take you to the event neither do you want me there but the best I can do is this for you. How mm. can I support you in realizing what your desires are? Mm. And, you know, how put my hurt aside. Mm. And even in situations where I've been cheated on in the past, I then ask, how did I create this situation? What do I need to learn right now? Yeah. And there's always a way that I've created it in the past. I know that partners have stepped out because I was working too much or I was angry or I was frustrated or I was tired 
or I wasn't joyful anymore. And yeah, I created all the stimulus for it to make it happen. So that's huge, brother, what you just said to go to that extreme of, you know, buying a dress for her to take to that occasion of maybe, uh, I think from what you said is going to an occasion where she uh, may be going to an experience where she's looking to share energy with another another human. Um, so would you have done that now, just as a little side note, like looking back, that was whenever it was, like looking back now, would you have done the same thing? Would you have repeated that process the same way? Yeah. Yeah. How can I support you in your desires? Yeah. It might not. It might mean that we don't stay together because that means you're not the custodian of my heart. Yeah. You know, we're not. Maybe that's what it would be in that time. I'd, I'd have to live it again. Um, but I would look for ways that how can I navigate back to love? How can mm. I support you in your deepest desires? And and if this is your path, well, this is where you're meant to go. Yeah. And if you're not meant to go, well, things will happen when you can arrive there. Brother, thank you so God much for sharing. What was that, man? I'm not going to play God in that moment and dictate your reality for you. I'll let you make your choices and you can live by your decisions. Mm. That may mean that we separate. Okay. But I'm going to let you make all your choices. Yeah. Which is what it's about, right? Coming back to our hearts. And I don't know, I just deeply resonate with everything you've just shared, brother. And um, just feel really blessed to be in this space with you and with another brother who um, who shares these mm-hmm. these these depths and ways of thinking. And we're not alone. There's so many men that both you and I have crossed paths with that inspire us and that we've studied with or uh, taught ourselves or worked with and or just mates, you know. So there is a lot of men out there like this and and if any of them are out there and want to have these kinds of conversations you know mike can always mike and i are always up for it and i feel like there's a whole nother flip side to this chapter of how the polarities often shift with magnetism and uh subtraction let's say when some of the things that we spoke about today are implemented so um i'm gonna leave that for the next chat because we're gonna wrap it up but um this is i feel like this is just the beginning on this one this is uh this is huge um uh, deeply honoring you brother in um your uh, openness and vulnerability to even step into this arena often um you know when we have these podcast conversations these things come from things that are deeply personal going on in, in Mike or, 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 or my life. And we're really using this platform as a reason to lean into that, to, to talk about the things that are hard for us, um, not to necessarily give us clarity, just to, but just to share. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the fact is they often do give us clarity just by talking around them. So um, thank you for listening to our beautiful rants of from the depths of our hearts absolutely from the heart and thank you brother Mm. always holding that space and and bringing that wisdom that you bring to it as well there's so much you know the lineage of your teachings and what you teach yourself plus what's been taught to you always Mm. comes through so beautifully so love you brother love you too man thanks mike i'll see you uh next time